0: Section forty nine of Flower Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Flower Stories by Lenore Elizabeth Milletts. Section forty nine A Sunflower Story. Clite was a water nymph and she lived at the bottom of the sea the white sea sand was Clyte's carpet a pink sea shell was her bed and the soft seaweed was her pillow the seaweeds and the sea flowers made groves and gardens for Clyte. she was quite the happiest nymph in the whole great sea one morning Clyte awoke in her sea shell cradle with a laugh she flung on her soft green dress and clapped her hands to call her servants. "'Bring my largest, pinkest seashell carriage,' she ordered, "'and to-day I shall drive the turtles, for they are strong and can travel far.' "'Take me wherever you like,' said Clyte, when she was comfortably seated in her big seashell carriage. "'All the sea-bottom is lovely. I can never tire of it.' the turtles drew Clyte on and on and on they passed great forests of seaweed they passed pink seashell after pink seashell they glided over smooth sandy sea bottom they crawled around great ragged edge rocks indeed so long was the ride and so easy the carriage that Clyte at length fell asleep she did not waken until a big wave carried Clyte carriage, turtles, and all ashore. Then Clyte opened her big brown eyes very wide. She had never before seen the land. The blue-blue sky was above her. Her own blue-blue sea was before her. There was green grass at her feet, and such flowers as never grew in her deep-sea garden. In the trees were birds whose songs sounded sweeter even than the wave music which always lulled Clyte to sleep. Clyte looked again at the blue sky. Across it rode the Sun King in a chariot which shone like blazing gold. When Clyte saw the Sun King, she knew why the earth was different from the sea. She saw how all living things looked up and smiled when the Sun King passed that way. She saw how the Sun King smiled kindly down on every living thing. Little Clyte sighed and smiled and was happy, for she liked the strange land ah me said clyte i wish i were a land child then i too might ever look up to this sun king but i shall do my best to serve him every morning i shall drive my swiftest goldfish to this spot that i may be here to welcome him i shall look up to him all day long and when he sinks in bed to the west my face shall be turned his way and clyte did as she said Each day her swiftest goldfish drew her to the shore. There she watched the Sun King's journey. But behold, one evening when the pink seashell carriage drew up on the beach, Clyte did not move. The goldfish rubbed their scaly sides together impatiently, but Clyte did not come. Then, looking, the goldfish beheld a strange thing. Clyte's little bare feet were rooted fast in the soil. Her lovely green dress was but a slim green stalk with ruffling green leaves. Her beautiful golden hair was changed to a circle of yellow petals, and from their midst looked forth the brown eyes of Clyte. Clyte never looked again at her goldfish, nor rode in her seashell carriage. Morning, noon, and night she stood with her little feet deep-rooted in the soil, and her bright face turned ever toward the sun-king. Ha-ha! laughed the goldfish, as they splash and slash in the water. Our mistress Clyte has gone to live on the land. She has forgotten us in her deep-sea home. She has become the flower of the Sun-King. A sunflower! a sunflower! cry all the little goldfish, splashing mightily as they dodge out of the way of the slow-crawling turtles who first drew Clyte to the shore. End of section 49